Four Finger Discount is proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Trivia Nights. To find out when they're going to be doing a show near you, go to facebook.com slash the Simpsons best moments. Four Finger Discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount Australia's only Simpsons-based podcast. I am Sick Dando. I'm Healthy Mitch. Oh, I'm not Sitting as way. far away from you as I oh, possibly don't can. Don't get near me. It's terrible, man. Yeah. You don't want to be... I was up till like 3.30 in the morning. I went to bed at like 12.30. So yep. I was doing stuff on the website, on torrentlist.tv, and then Nicholas says, oh, it's late. I'm like, oh, no, no. Gratuitous plug, by the yes. way. And then yeah. I'm laying there, and then every you know, 30 seconds. <laughs> yep. And it got to the point where it's about 2 o'clock, Nicholas goes, what time is it? And I said, it's two o'clock. She goes, I'm going to the other bedroom. <laughs> Leaves me. And I'm like, ah, you know bed that angel, bed angels. You know that you're sick when the loving wife leaves the room to go down. <laughs> uh, no, she left the dog though. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all right then. Because yeah, the yeah. dog will never judge. You know, I was saying last night with my dog who also sleeps in our room. He's the only, uh, th- well, I guess thing uh, that I've ever slept with or slept in the same room as where snoring doesn't bother me. Like, human snoring will drive me fucking mental. I can't oh, get to I sleep with it. it. But when the, when the dog's tucked up and snoring, I find it kind of oddly soothing. It's, it's cute. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. It's because it's he thinks he's people. But, but like, what, what kind of snoring does your dog do? Cause it's, it's fairly it rhythmic. Do the, no, you know no. when the humans, when they move their mouth? Like, yeah. <laughs> Chewy, Dewey, and Louie style from <laughs> DuckTales. Yes. <laughs> um, no, his is more just a... It's a heavy breathing more than yeah, anything. That's what Jets is like too. But um, yeah, so what are we doing here today? We It's a bonus episode. Of yeah, bonus episode. So Because there's been a delay with the last one. Yeah, would make it up to you. Uh, and as a thank you to all of the kind people that have wished Dando well over the last couple yeah, of days. Yeah, I really appreciated it. Yeah. I didn't expect... I, I'm used to putting things up on my personal account. No one gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put it up on Four Finger Discount. Everyone just wants to, you know... There's just so much me. love coming from everywhere, except great. my mate Nacho just saying that it was completely yeah. unacceptable. <laughs> what are we, what are we doing here today, anyway? Well, well, we're here to just sort of review in general season one. We, yeah. We've we've got over the first massive hurdle for us, and we've finished season one, which I felt co- is cause for celebration. So we've got a couple pure blondes each. Yes, we have. Uh, Mitch brought the beers. I brought the pizza. Yep, and we're just going to run through our twelve, our, our twelve favorite moments. Favorite moments. Um, Before I do that, though, I wanted to... I thought about this on the way over. As you said, I collected a a six-pack of of beers for us to run through. And we're going out to the world. We've got a lot of people listening from around the world. Is the Australian drive-through bottle-o, is that sort of exclusive to Australia? Because I don't think I've ever seen that anywhere else in the world. Well, I can't really say that I've gone out... Yeah, well, I've only ever been to England internationally, yeah. and I can't recall a drive-through, but yeah. I could be wrong. I well, look, if if I you're listening, I went to the pub when I had drinks in England. You know? Yeah, I feel like Australians. I mean, Americans seem to kind of have that drive-through culture, but I feel like Australians have got the market corner on drive-through alcohol. Wife. She's from England; she'd know. I'm assuming we can run out and get a, a, a check up from her. Oh, right, you keep the fans entertained for ten seconds. Wait, wait I'll, I'll yell it to her on mic. Okay. All right, so my wife has just been exercising, I think. Uh, yeah, she, she was on the bike when I walked out of the fridge before. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Does England have uh, drive-through bottle loads? She's thinking. She's thinking. Yeah. She doesn't believe that they do. You don't think so? Are you sure? Because you're on the podcast. But you were there for 22 before it. Okay, thank you. So, so that's pretty conclusive evidence. In England, yeah. there was no drive-throughs. No and drive-through bottle loads. To her so, knowledge. So... 
to explain, and, and this is really just me wanting to share some love for the drive through Bottle O Man, because we're currently going through one of the colder winters that we've been through in Geelong in a very, very long time. Yeah, it got the negative at one point. What the hell? Yeah, that doesn't happen here. Ever. We've got people happen. listening from Canada going, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for us, that is freezing cold, and well, it's literally freezing cold for anybody. It's, you yeah. know, water does freeze at that point. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, but so a drive through bottle O is basically like a, a driveway, and there'll be a little stall on the side. You drive up, and they're out in the elements, and that's what I love about these well, people. Takeaway drive throughs. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but yeah, just a man standing outside in in two degree weather, waiting on my beck and call. <laughs> it's an amazing service. I really, you know, I think that we are truly the lucky country for having this. Australia is a great country to live in. Yeah, it's I awesome. Australia. I don't have to get out of a car to get pissed. A lot of people whinge at Australia is this and Australia is that. Go to somewhere else and realize just how good Australia is. Yeah. And it's not trying to sound cocky, but we we get away with a lot of things, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we have healthcare. Yeah, yes, we do. Always a bonus. So, do you want to get into the the favorite moments from season one? Yeah. Firstly, what do you think of season one? Well, look, I th- going back, and I think we've mentioned this over the episodes that season one overall better than I remembered it being. Exactly what I was going to say. Mm. Um, a little patchy, which you would expect in the first season of any. Uh, well, not of any show. I think um, cable shows in particular of late have shown that they can come out and be great from the start these days. But certainly, yeah. back in the time of of network TV and a sitcom-y type cartoon, they really test might be. shows out like that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it was good. Like they were feeling their feet out. What actually surprised me the most was how quickly they progressed from where they'd started yeah. to where they were um, by the time you know Krusty gets busted rolled around. That they they. It was such a huge um, meteoric rise in quality. You could tell me that was from like season two or three. And yeah, even later, I four or five. Yeah, I just go, oh, okay. Yeah, that getting, makes sense. Getting, getting back to what you were saying about TV, I think what it is is we are so spoiled now for quantity and what we can choose to watch. Yep. Shows know that if they can't hook you from the first episode, they've lost you forever. Yeah, that's because true. Because there's so much other stuff that we have access to. Yeah. We're back in, say, the early 90s. If you weren't sitting in front of your TV watching Seinfeld air at 11 o'clock on, well, what are we talking about, maybe yeah, 9 o'clock? It was probably 9 o'clock, I think, 9.30 On, like, on like Channel 9 or whatever. What, what was it on Channel 10? Uh, channel 10, 10 in Australia. 10. Yeah. Like, I never watched Seinfeld when it first came out, that's why yeah. I can't remember. If you missed it, you never saw it again. So, they know now, if, you, if, if, something, if something's not good from the start, it's never going to be good. No one's ever yeah. going to watch it. Yeah, definitely. Everyone tells me the first episode of Game of Thrones is amazing. Um, I still I've, I've like deliberately avoided the show. I'm going to wait till it's finished and just Netflix the shit out of yeah, it. Yeah, I've kind of done the same. Um, although it was less about a del- deliberate thing, but I was caught up doing too much else. Like it came out, and I was already watching maybe four or five different things, and uh, and I've been working it's on like that, isn't it? Yeah, and and there's still, despite how great it is, there's an element of me that would go, yeah, but at the time I hadn't seen The Wire, and I wasn't going to watch anything else that was supposedly great before I watched The Wire. Yeah, um, like there's just there's too much to watch like the, some things have to be put on the back burner and save for later what's one of the best first episodes you've watched Ooh, um i really liked breaking bad i felt it set up the show really well i yeah i'd go with that i know yeah, a lot the, of people at the, at the end of the pilot that's when they're left in the desert isn't it and he's got his underwear on. Yeah, yeah yeah now a lot of people i know just sort of took two or three episodes to get into breaking bad and that never made sense to me i was like what i was hooked from the first 30 seconds yeah like yeah, I thought that was a really great opening episode. And a great finale as well. Yeah. I love Breaking Bad. Yes, yeah. Oh, so, so good. So, what, what would be your favourite first episode? Um, or one of? I think if I had to pick one, it would be Mad Men. The, okay. the pilot episode of that is so great that when I first got Mad Men on DVD, I reckon I watched the first episode 
five times before I moved on to episode two. Really? Because I was so, so enamored with it. It was great. The writing was so good and Don, obviously John Hamm, but the character of Don Draper was so great that it was kind of like I watched it and then maybe two weeks went by um, and then I was going to watch episode two and I went, oh, you know what, I'll just pop episode one in again and I'll refresh myself. And yeah. then I watched it and then I kind of got sidetracked and did something else. And then it was like maybe a month later and I was like, refresh yeah, I'm going to watch episode one again. Like it just, I kept following that pattern before I finally made my way through it all. It's funny you brought up Mad Men because we've run out of shows, not run out of shows to watch, but we've just finished The Wire recently and yep. looking for something new to get involved with. Yeah. My wife and I, we're trying to choose between Mad Men and Sopranos. Oh, such a hard choice. Um, what do we go with? I- I'm leaning towards Sopranos. I think I'll enjoy that more. I feel like you need to go Sopranos purely for the fact that you owe it to the Sopranos. Mad Men is one of those shows that owes itself to the Sopranos. If if the Sopranos never existed, then so much of what we're currently enjoying in TV wouldn't be around. Like They, they were one of the real game changers. I remember when the Sopranos was on, my mum wouldn't let me watch it. She used to watch it. I, was, I think it was every Monday night on Channel yeah. 9, I think it was. And I used to always try and sneak it and watch it and because of the violence. Well, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. But she was like, no, you're not watching it. You're not watching it. And I'm like, mom, I'm 15. You're not watching it. So I'm like, all right. So I've <laughs> It'd probably be pretty tame. I've, yeah, yeah, compared yeah. to now. Yeah. But I, I feel like that intrigue is what's always led me to want to watch yeah. Sopranos. Yeah, but James Gandolfini's great in it. Yeah, yeah. It's really. He won like tons of um, Emmy Awards, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's get into The Simpsons though, shall we? Yeah, we probably should. So let's get into our 12 favorite moments from season one. As you said, Season one's better than what we remembered it as. Yeah. I think it's because it doesn't get enough love from the TV station. Yeah, we just don't get to see it enough. It's sort of like the the uncle that you don't want to invite to a party, you know? It's just, <laughs> it, but it shouldn't be treated like that. It should be the hot cousin that you want to invite to a party. Cousins? <laughs> I'm just going off your story how you liked your cousin that time. Cousins, plural. Did, <laughs> did, didn't you have a story about a hot cousin once or something? Uh, have I spoken about this on yes. air? Yes. Have I? Shit, I don't remember that. Something about a hot cousin. Um... Look, I had, uh, <laughs> there were twins in my family growing up. <laughs> I don't know that I ever thought they were hot, but there was a novelty value that they were twins. Yes. Okay. Well, moving on then to the Simpsons. All right. We've got a list here in front of me. Mm-hmm. Apologies if I don't sound too uh, enthusiastic or too dandoish. I'm very sick at the moment. Yeah. I've got my beer in one hand. I'm holding it now. You're more Brendan than you are Dando Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at the, um, at the screen. We've got. I'm loving it though. Like I really, <laughs> I've, I'm that sort of person that enjoys seeing someone suffer. Well, well, Mitch was like, no, we're doing it tonight. And I was like, I'm really not... No, we're doing it tonight. Yeah, no, well, people needed it. Yeah, yeah people... Oh, if you guys didn't respond as much as you did saying we want the episode, probably, I probably would have pushed it another couple of days till I was fine. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like I have an obligation now. Yeah, I know. But, but it's that- a good obligation. I'm glad that... Although I'm sick, I appreciate that you guys really want to listen to the show. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so Send the first, tissues. Yes. <laughs> the first one is uh, forgeries. The obvious childhood forgeries, yes, yes. from uh, Bart, the, Bart genius. the genius, yeah. and that's the obviously it's the when Principal Skinner is telling pulls out a sick Bart's note, present saying these sick notes are clearly obvious, or obviously childhood forgeries. Yeah. I was actually going to use this photo when I was posting about you being ill. Yeah, I thought that this would have been a pretty <laughs> yeah, good one to use, one. but yeah. the one you did was good though. Yeah, but um, it would have made more sense for season one. But yeah. you know, yeah, so. It's not so funny as just an audio clip. You have to watch it. It's the visual gag of Skinner's face as he looks at the at the note and looks back at Homer and it's like, yeah. oh, dear God. <laughs> he actually writes like he this. He really is like it's that. Like he actually writes like this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's a really funny moment. That's, it's, um, you know, it's kind of they call back to that later seasons in uh, Little Lisa, or Mrs. Lisa Goes to Washington where... um. They Lisa's essay is too good, and she's like, well, "Methinks a note of the father," and then oh, she speaks yeah. to him for a few minutes. Like, Mr. Simpson, could you touch your nose for me? <laughs> and, <then he> touches, <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> 
After speaking with your father, I've decided to award you a further five points. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so obvious childhood forgeries, that's a great one. Um, also got here, Agnes exploding off the toilet. Yeah. Another great visual gag of her feet dangling and all of a sudden, yeah. Woo, she's yeah. gone. I, I really enjoy any comedy gag that... Um, all you hear from the character is the sound effect of something happening. <laughs> like, you see the physical, but just that little, whoo! <laughs> um, it, oh, it can just be added so well. Yeah. well like Homer jumping into the uh, cheesels. Uh, yeah, yeah. He just sort of goes, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Which is also one of our moments, because that is just, it's the preparation for the leap. He sort of gets yeah. down, digs down deep, and then pounces like yeah, two feet into he, this. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, he, would, che- he would have won a long jump. He went miles. <laughs> and The security camera footage is so funny. Yeah. Yeah, just, was, and then what, what does Apu say afterwards? Your chance of proving yourself to be a hero are long gone. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, though, in that situation, what would you do? Yeah, no, now, I would um, not be a hero in that situation. No, 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 no. I probably wouldn't jump into anything, but I'd be very. Would you I, try I, to? No, no. I think I'd just be a you know like um sure man. What do you want? Like I I I'd just drop everything be as, as placid as I could possibly be and just what would your wallet credit card here's my pin like yeah, yeah. whatever you need D- I don't want to get in the way of you or your bullets getting out of the store <laughs> safely yeah, so. just take what you need yeah anyway so uh, moving along now to lovemaking but don't sorry can I just stop in there for anyone listening don't think that you're going to get away with mugging me on a street because <laughs> I've said that because I will kung fu your ass when we go to the baseball with our friend what's his name Viducci Beach Mr. Viducci yes yes yeah, yeah, yeah. When so we're, don't, uh, don't you dare mug. Gonna go see the Mets. Do you reckon Viducci could whip some ass? If he's from New York, I just instantly assume everyone from there could beat me up. Are, are people there scary? Like you just—they don't um, look tough, but you just know they could beat the shit out of you. They've all got a face that means they mean. Like they just look like they mean business. <laughs> <laughs> just, just walking down the street. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna get from here to there. Yeah. Do not get. In hey my man, way. don't touch my fucking bagel. <laughs> That's mine. You know that cream cheese. <laughs> Let's get to the next one, which is lovemaking. This is something you really push for because you love Albert Brooks. Yeah, yeah, I really do love Albert Brooks, particularly in these first couple seasons. He, he again, I think Albert Brooks really brings the adult humour more than anyone else in the show, and uh, and I guess which, because, is, which is clean enough for ki- to go over kids' heads. As yeah, well. I mean it's not filthy, but it's but it's on a, a higher level. And having gone back to rewatch season one as an adult now, as opposed to the last time I really would have watched through it, I was a yeah, lot younger. It's probably over ten years since I've watched yeah, these episodes. I, I've really appreciated the genius of him a lot more, and uh, and I really really love Shark and the um the bonus features of of this yeah. particular line. <laughs> the, what is it? The, um, they're for lovemaking. I don't know why they have bowling pins on them. Oh, wait. <laughs> they're not bowling pins. <laughs> Did you know it's illegal to bronze that in five states? Isn't that where Julie Kevin like, burst out laughing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, that was it. Marge's laugh started by Albert actually making Julie laugh. Yeah. <laughs> she was just being too... And he just it's not just her. Like, you hear... Yeah, it's, it's in the season one um, disc three bonus features. The entire crew just... Yeah. All pissing themselves with laughter at the end of every take. Didn't you say there was just hours of footage or hours uh, of audio? Of yeah, him? I think, uh, yeah, like there's about 20 minutes of it or so on the DVD, but they they claim there's about three hours minutes, or something. That was a six minutes. Sorry. Whoops. Um, <laughs> uh, well, in the Australian possibly, possibly DVDs. 12. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 whatever it was, but yeah, they culled that down from hours of dialogue, apparently. He just seems like an improv genius, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, the next one is also an Albert Brooks character, Cowboy Bob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this one was something that I didn't remember as a kid, but as you said, going back as an adult, as an adult and watching it, 
having a mortgage and things like and actually having yeah. to owe banks money. Or for me, working in a bank yes, as well. Just, like, what, what is it again? It's like, is, it, is, that, is that a good siren? No, Mr. No, Simpson, Mr. Simpson, it's not. It's a bad siren. You ever known a siren to be good? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's the computer telling me in case I went blind, sell this man a car and you're out of business. <laughs> that's what the siren says. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah, Cowboy Bob wasn't that memorable when I was a kid. He was. I sort of looked at him as a dick. But yeah. it's because... I didn't appreciate again, the, the comedy behind it. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's an adult level of comedy, and the um, everything about the RV, the way he talks that up, I still love as well. Like, does it have its own satellite? Uh, does it have its own satellite dish? It has its own satellite, Mister yeah. Simpson. <laughs> launched the, last month. The four um, doesn't it have four deep fries or something. Yeah. One for each part of the chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Man could sell everything. Such a great character. We should. Do we have him in our top ten? We didn't have him in our top ten one time onlys. No, I don't think we did. He just got squeezed. He'd out. be in top twenties for sure. Yeah. Um, I've got here Bart getting bashed. Now that was from Bart the General. Yeah, man, that doesn't scene love a little bit gets of a, me every time. Yeah, it's it's like, like schoolyard fight. Like the Nelson saying, "No, Bart's going to use all these tactics." No, no, isn't it like throw mud in his eyes? Bart's trying to talk to him. Nelson says nothing, so then he tries to throw mud in his eyes. Yeah. Tries to punch, punches him. him in the stomach. Doesn't work. Yeah, Nelson just <laughs> put your wipes hands it up. out. <laughs> but he doesn't say put your hands up. He just says put him up. Oh yeah, and Bart doesn't even argue. Just looks at him. Arm yeah. straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't protect his face. He's yeah, just straight up. Yeah, obviously. Bang, bang. Yeah. Put him up as in to fight, but just <laughs> not straight up. It's like, this reminds me of when you get picked on as a kid and there's a bigger, bigger bully. You're like, I'm not going to win this. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> just do what you need to do and leave. Yeah. And it's, it's the, the shapes of which Bart's face turns when he's getting punched. It yeah. gets me every just time. Just molds him. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Another one of your favorites coming up, Reverend Lovejoy's football call. Yeah, that is so good. Um, Again, I'm realizing as we're talking about this how many of these are visual moments that don't yeah. quite work in the podcast. But it is from the Telltale Head episode with uh, yes. Homer listening to the football, syncing perfectly with Lovejoy's very impassioned sermon. And I just love Homer just screaming out in church, It's good! Yeah. It's good! It's good it- to see you all in church. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Homer. Well, I love the part where it's like playing duff. Can't get enough. Yeah, you of can't get enough of that wonderful stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I don't, I don't know what he was saying there, but it's, yeah. it's hilarious. Um, Quidjibo. Now, yeah, this is Quidgibo. one of the most iconic moments of the first season yeah. of The Simpsons in general. Everyone yeah. knows the Quidjibo line. Yeah. This, to the point where if you're ever playing Scrabble and you have the chance to spell Quidjibo, it should oh. just be game over. Not only do you win, you then are entitled to a 2% stake of all Scrabble sales <laughs> across the world from that point on. N- N- Nicola. Doesn't know this. Nicholas doesn't listen to the show, so it doesn't matter. Yep. But I remember we were in year 11 yep. at high school. We were playing Scrabble, right? Yeah. In the year 12 study center. And this year 12 girl was playing Scrabble with me, and she spelled Quidjibo. What? I was in love. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I was just like, you are a goddess. What happened to her? <laughs> and I looked at her, I'm like, do you realize what Quidjibo is? And she says, it's a big, dumb, balding, North American ape. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like it was like, you know, With a you short know, temper. You know Dumb and Dumber? Have you seen yeah. Dumb and Dumber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, please. <laughs> you know when he's, he's fantasizing about his life with the chick with the red yeah, hair? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what it was like with me and her. Yeah. It's like flowers in her hair. Yeah. <laughs> flowers everywhere. And like her cuddling me, me picking at a bum. Yeah, it was just like one yeah, of those nice, moments, man. Nice. I was like, oh my God, this yeah. girl knows Quidgy Bone. Telling, fa- <laughs> telling jokes to her family. <laughs> so she says, do you love me? And I said, no, but that's a real nice ski mask. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, could do an entire Dumb and Dumber podcast. I'd be more than happy to. <laughs> but, but, by the way, in the next episode, Dando divorced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, another one that I really like. This one is uh, when the family discover, well, not discover, but when they take Santa's little helper home. Yeah. When he's getting abandoned by his owner because he's a shit racer. Yeah. And but and well Homer are deflated because they've lost all their money at the races. Yep. 
And then they, they all that Christmas the, money we should point out, yeah, because that's what you do with Christmas yeah. money is gamble it. <laughs> the true spirit of Christmas, the the dog jumps into Homer's arms and Bart says, "Can we keep him?" Homer says, "Like, no, he's a loser. He's pathetic." And then he's like, "Oh, he's a Simpson." Yeah, and it's it's, it's not, the music. It's not know? a funny moment. It's just a nice moment. Oh, it's great, man. And uh, one's coming up now. These a lot of these aren't really funny. They're just moments that touch you. you yeah, know? yeah. They, they, Which again, it's what we love so much about the older versions of The Simpsons and in yeah. particular just The Simpsons throughout like when I think about it it's it's a show that can make you laugh but also you know operate on so many levels and emotional ones as well as, as funny ones yeah the, the later seasons ones that I've watched on Foxtel recently they just don't have that they, they don't, don't have, have that punch. touching sense to it you know it's it's um I think it's a generational thing I'm gonna get all old man Mitch here but like it's it's that kind of it's just fast punch lines with no attachment to them and they're not investing in the story. They're just trying to be funny. And, it's kind of and, like The Simpsons trying to be a Family Guy version of The Simpsons. Yeah, which is which is shitful. I just, I, it annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> Old man Mitch won't throw the frisbee back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, I've been waiting nine years to get my frisbee back. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, code of the Schoolyard. This is classic. The, yeah. the, the second code is my favorite. The second part of the code is... Always make fun of those different from yeah. you. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, this gets me every time. It's something that, in regards to Australians over the past week really fits in well. Oh yeah, totally. There's, uh, I wonder if this has been worldwide because in Australia there's been a lot of talk about all oh, the eyes of the world will be on the Australian sporting public this yeah. week, where we've had a little bit of, of trouble with uh, a particular sportsman named Adam Goods who is of ab- Aboriginal descent who was being booed and took that that booing to be uh, racially motivated. It been it been booed for many years because people say that they booed him because of the, his gaming tactics and the way he played. He would yeah. stage for free kicks occasionally and the way he'd slide in for tackles. If you're a footy fan, you understand he what was starting, about. Yeah, he was starting to get a little bit of a reputation as being... Dirty is probably too strong of a word, but but a player that was just not... In, in AFL, you get a hell of a lot of respect if you just put your head over the ball, go about your business, and if you get hit, you get hit and you'll take whatever the umpire says, whereas Adam was starting to try and bend the game his way and look it's it's not like he's the only person that has done that no. a lot of a lot of oh, older players you know you lose a little bit of speed and you have to start start trying to gain it in other areas but he i think you know what he was doing he was as much as soccer is becoming more popular in australia one of the biggest derisions of it is the staging for free kicks and yeah. he was starting to bring a little bit of those sorts of histrionics into the game and that that was really where a lot of it started from. But then what had happened in recent times is the, um, well, the media got a hold of it. Uh, and it was it was the team that I broke for, Hawthorne's crowd, that were booing him the, the most heavily. And it, it started with, like, it was like a snowball effect. One or two people suggested it was racism. And then a couple of weeks went by and then more people. And then the more people that said it was racially motivated, the more other fans, I think, jumped on board and started booing him almost out of defiance of being... It was like that kind of, well, who the fuck are you to tell me that I'm racist? Um, and, you know, I'm sure in a small pocket there would have been, but having been to those games, I can fairly confidently say that that definitely isn't what it was on the whole. Um so, how did we get here? <laughs> uh, Hang on. I felt like I've been talking for about you. 15 minutes about this. <laughs> um, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Making fun of people who are yeah, different, different from you. Different from yeah, you. yeah, yeah. schoolyard. Yeah, of course. The situation's just dead and buried. Uh, yeah, this is my other favourite part about Australian media. For the weeks... Uh, Adam took some time off, and for the weeks leading up to this, it was racism Australia, racism sports, everyone's racist, and oh, my God, oh, 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 racism, racism, racism. Um it was every day. You couldn't turn for talk of racism. Adam Goods has played one game in Geelong. Wasn't booed. 
apparently this week of racism in Australia resolved. Now, Geelong's on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is completely, nothing related to Adam Goods, but it's just, yeah. So, it's just the Australian media, especially the sport media. Well, I don't really follow other sporting media. You know what? Media, the Australian media are just shit. Oh, like, terrible. I, I on There's a news.com that I use, which is uh, a News Corp run website. Today had a headline. Uh, I don't know, are people around the world familiar with Nick Kyrgios? I'm um, not even familiar with okay. him. Nick Kyrgios, Australian tennis player. Oh, the goal sign. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one that's the little spoiled bread, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The headline today, word for word, Nick Kyrgios did something smart. That's the heading. That was the headline. And I looked at that and went, you know what? I'm done. I'm not reading <laughs> any more news that is ever published in this country. When, when did the world become clickbait? I, I feel like it's the last two years. That yeah. like Proper media organisation. Maybe it, it's it longer works. in it the States. It works for our site, though, but not uh, in the sense that the clickbait that we do isn't sort of clickbait. It's five things about this. I'm talking about the clickbait yeah. where it's like misleading things and you get into the article and you're like, ah. Oh, well, that's not what I thought the heading was about. You know well, yeah, I mean? like I, there was one today that um, the headline was um, uh, scientists pr- or find that the universe is dying, um, future looks bleak. And like, yeah, the universe is dying in fucking 90 billion years or something like that. Like, yeah, it, yeah that sort of shit. That's, that's... I quite often find it with music websites. They'll be like, you won't believe what so-and-so said about so-and-so. And you're like, oh, wow, did he really say that? So you, you click into it and you're like, the, the clip that, or the slight little paraphrase or quote the views in the heading... Is like being completely taken out of context. Like yeah. He's actually giving the person props. You read it in the heading, you think, man, you just called that guy a dick, but he's like, yeah, not actually calling him a dick. You yeah. Know what I mean, um, back on the Adam Goods thing, that's happened to Eddie McGuire a lot. And not to get too sidetracked on this, but I've yeah. noticed in the last few days, I, they keep mentioning. Um, okay, so so going back a long time, there was Adam Goods was called uh, an ape by a young girl, at yeah, a game which is not exactly blew up at the whole thing. No, definitely not. Um, and the people that say that, oh, she's only 14-year-old, she doesn't know what she's saying, that doesn't fucking matter. No, 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 you of course. Say it, no, you, know? you don't say that. Um, um, but then a few days later on the radio, Eddie Maguire, who's Australian media personality, um, they were talking about King Kong the musical being in town. He said, uh, it was like one of those out the side of his mouth things, huh, should get Adam Goods down to promote it. Yeah. Now, I was listening to that live. The context with which he said that, I've established before, I love comedy, I'm a connoisseur of comedy. The crux of that joke is in how inappropriate it would be to do that off the back of the news. He wasn't saying, oh, Adam Goods is a monkey, he should come down and promote the monkey story. He, The joke is how dumb that would be. Yeah. But it got blown all out of proportion. Anyway, um, he sort of gave a defence. Now, two years later, that's just referred to as Eddie Maguire, who uh, in the past suggested that Adam Goods should be able to promote the King yeah. Kong musical. I'm like, what the fuck? That's not what happened. <laughs> yes. I know. For those of you, I can't laugh because if I laugh, I cough. If I cough, I die. Yeah, so there's going to be a lot of edits in this podcast <laughs> where, it's, where it'll be a... Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's get along back to the moments. There aren't many left. Well, let's talk about the the Lisa Marge conversation I had yeah. from Raining Lisa. Yeah, yeah. So obviously we covered this pretty heavily in the episode. It was one of our... F- is in our review episode. It was one of our hev- uh, favourite uh, moments. Yeah. Um, but it's when it's my second favorite. The whole episode of Lisa feeling down and sad, and she doesn't know why. And Marge is trying to tell her that, well, you know, you, when you have those sad feelings, you just need to squash them down to the bottom of your feet, and then walk on them, and those sad feelings will go away. That's what she's always done her whole life, exactly. Just plaster on a fake smile, and 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 she has that moment of realization of how awful a way that is to actually live. And she sees Lisa pretending to smile through the boys, just treating yeah, her, taking advantage of her. Yeah. yeah, just being really superficial and and being really not Lisa, and the, she just becomes super mum. 
She yeah. just rips the I car rips it through the window, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another one of those little... Oh! <laughs> Marge's response to Lisa in the end is, you be who you want to be, we'll be here to support you. Yeah. Again, the music kicks in, and it's just a really... It's one of those touching moments that you just do not get in any cartoon anymore. No, you don't anymore. And it's, it's kind do, of... Do, do, are there any TV shows anymore that have moments like that? Um, where the music kicks in, like genu- genuine touching... Oh, look, there would be, but I don't know that they're necessarily... It's probably few and far between, actually, because of recent times, so much of what's been popular has been dark. Yeah, dark. Like, everyone's trying to be gritty and thank fucking you, depressed Nolan. about everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, seriously, thank you, Christopher Nolan, for <laughs> everything that you've ever done. Although you did ruin comic book movies because everyone's trying to copy you now. Yes, and it's dog shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. But before you continue, yeah. Fantastic Four, have you seen it yet? No, I refused. Yeah, the trailer looked fucking woeful. Oh, even the actors before it came out were saying, we're sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't hear that. That's pretty cool. Um, well, you know, not we're sorry, but they're pretty much saying, in other words, this movie is uh, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, like Miles, Miles Teller, the guy Miles from Teller. Yeah, yeah, was he just like? Uh, you could probably go and buy a Whiplash on DVD. <laughs> that was pretty good. What were you going to say anyway? A bit Marjorie Lisa. Um, uh, I've been sidetracked by my hatred for for. Well, you, you just on, said on Christopher Fantastic Nolan, you've ruined comic book movies. People need to stop doing fucking origin stories. Uh, I mean, it worked with Batman Begins because we'd never seen the origin of Batman yes. before. It made sense. It worked the first time with Spider-Man, but you didn't need to do it the second time because we already know the story. Or the fourth time. We don't need to keep seeing Bruce Wayne's parents be fucking shot in an alleyway. We don't need to see how the Fantastic Four became the Fantastic Four again. Audiences are smart enough to accept different actors. They did it with Batman three different times. and we went Michael Caton through to Val Kilmer and then George Clooney. Did Michael Caton? Keaton's, uh, yeah, I did say Michael Keaton. Sorry, I was, I was like, thinking of what? of the Australian actor <laughs> Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, and it's not like they went. Oh, well, we have to reestablish who Batman is. Batman's fucking Batman. Yeah. The, the Fantastic Four are the Fantastic Four. It can be a different face stretching his arm out to stop traffic or whatever the fuck they do. But you don't need to go. Oh well, people won't understand it if we don't say that they went off to a, another There's dimension. A bajillion other movies for us to watch. Exactly, another... it happens with com- fucking... comic books all the time. Look Writers at the Wikipedia page. We'll fucking learn in ten seconds by reading it. Exactly. That movie should have started off by, like, the extender guy just sticking his arm out and saving somebody. Yes. And you know, the other thing about this, and I feel that this comes back to writers being lazy, an origin movie or an origin story has just a real simple copy and paste template. You know, like, um, we are introduced to someone, we get a little bit of a hint of their backstory, but they're generally kept pretty mysterious at that point. This person is bestowed powers upon them. They're a little bit clumsy with those powers. Then there's a bad dude. They have to get better at their powers to beat the bad dude. Job's done. We move into the second uh, the second story, where supposedly they'll be able to expand. Just start a movie where they already have the powers and explore what those powers yeah. can be. Like that, we're missing out on so much fun and so much greatness of what you can do if you just go. Here's our here's our guys, and from minute one, they're going to be doing cool superhero shit. They're already at the top of their powers. I wish the Avengers wasn't just seventy five percent of them becoming the Avengers. Yeah, just. I- Fucking, they're the Avengers. We get it. Let, have them blow shit up. Yeah. And yeah. save the world. Don't have us, them, like, bickering like fucking teenage girls throughout the whole movie. Yeah. They're finally coming together for the better of the good. Oh, piss off. Yeah. Speaking of um, origin stories, I am so nervous. We're so sidetracked, but we'll get back to the, our favourite moment. Yeah, yeah. favourite moment Look, is next. This is the After Hours podcast. Yeah, so we're going to get... us talking shit. This is bonus. If it's no good, it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> That's the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> origin stories. I am so nervous for Han Solo. 
the, yeah, the solo movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh I, man, I'm still not sure who they're going to cast and how that could even work. Like, I don't, I just, it's, it's, they're going to tell. I, I said Tom Hardy, but then it's too much. Tom's probably too old, but I still feel like he can pull it off. He's just such a great actor. I, I think um, he's too big. He's he's too butch. Yeah, well, he's pretty masculine, but you like, know, they can tone him down isn't a little bit. A butch dude, you know. Yeah. Um. Well, what about me? I'll do it. Do you reckon you can pull it off? Yeah. You can pull, pull off. anything off. I can. <laughs> Should have seen me treading the boards at the Bo Morris Theatre Company a few years back, yeah. <laughs> just south of Melbourne. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, it's going to be a hard one, and it's I guess so so hot on the heels of Star Wars as well. Like I don't know if it's not good, even if it's just okay. Like if one of those movies is really good, it's going to be really easy for the other one to be swallowed up. I just I have this gut feeling that Episode Seven is going to be fucking incredible. Yeah. Sorry, can we? We're talking comics now. We'll get back to our top two. This is like the. We've um, got one left. Oh, we've only got yeah. one left. Oh, that's all right. We'll save I'm, it. I'm saving it. Yeah. Um, have you seen Ant Man yet? No. Okay. Fuck. You can tell me. Thank you. Well, there's just so much. By this point in the Marvel universe, surely they're at a point where I don't have to excuse them for lazy writing. Yeah. Okay. The things that I liked, Paul Rudd, quite good. Uh, Michael Douglas didn't have a lot to do, but, you know, whatever. Michael Douglas is old. He was... Was he trying? Well, kind of. You know what? Michael Douglas was just the Robert Redford from Captain America yeah. 2. They were like, well, we need an old established statesman actor. No, you fucking don't who have the anybody. Old, who the older audience knows. Yeah. Like, you don't... If you're not going to have Hank Pym, you don't need to have... Like, if he's not going to be your focus, and you don't necessarily need to have him for to be take up so much space of the film. Yeah. Um, but where my where my real problems with it is there are so many simple plot holes in this. Like it's got the really over the top villain at the start, and he's um, he's trying to uh, harness this shrinking technology that Hank Pym has invented. Is it camp? Cause I do like a bit of camp. No, it's not not necessarily camp. The, like Batman Forever camp. Yeah, no, it's nowhere <laughs> near that bad. But it's um, there's a moment where like he's unveiling his plan, and then like one of the boardroom executives, it, it voices a concern in front of everybody. This guy puts a hand on his shoulder. He's like. Like, menacingly, but with a kind of charming veneer. It's like, well, thank you for your concern. I really appreciate your feedback. You know what? You and I should meet up a little bit later on for a one-on-one in front of the entire fucking boardroom. Yeah. Next scene, that guy is in the toilet. Uh, he's finishing up at the... Uh, you know, the guy goes, that said that? Or the yeah, guy? the guy that said that finishes yeah. at urinal, turns around. The bad guy's just sort of leaning against the... Um, leaning against the basin. Uh, the guy starts talking to him. He says, that, yeah, no, no I'm, I'm going to oppose this. He pulls out like this little shrink ray and just turns him up, turns him into some goo and then wipes it from the floor and flushes him. This has happened 10 minutes afterwards. After he has just threatened him in the entire boardroom, this guy just disappears. Never questioned, never brought up for the rest no. of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's never like, hey, what happened to Bob? I don't know, we went out to get a pizza. Like, there's just nothing. <laughs> he was just gone. The, um, the bad guy himself was incredibly underwritten. There was, there was nothing going on with that. Um... There's a moment where, like, there's this, you know, the kind of hero centerpiece fight halfway through the movie is Ant-Man versus Falcon from the Avengers. Um, or, sorry, from the Avengers 2 and from... Uh, yeah. Ca- yeah. Um, so, at the end of Avengers 2, you know how they're at that warehouse, like the training, the new yeah, Avengers yeah. warehouse. Yeah. So, the idea is Ant-Man has to break in to wherever, like, a, a, a Stark facility to steal some device, like... The entire point of this scene is just to have him go and fight Falcon. Yeah. Um, just cope mode. Yeah. So, anyway, he's, he's they're dropping into what they think is going to be a Stark facility. Hank Pym has has got, you know, he's laid out the plans. When he gets down there, he turn, it turns out that this is no longer the Stark facility. It's now the Avengers hangar. Can I just interrupt one thing? Yeah. What if our listeners don't want to know what happens in Ant-Man? They haven't seen it yet. So they should have stopped listening a few minutes ago. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think it was pretty clear that I was going to talk spoilers. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do some post spoilers and say, in the description. Two minute fifty one. <laughs> um, but okay, so now earlier in the movie, Hank Pym has established that he can use the ants to say anything. He can put little cameras on them. So he said he even says the lines, "I can be anywhere, I can see anything." But it catches him off guard that this facility is now the Avengers facility because apparently he's using fucking Google Maps to find out what the Stark <laughs> facility is. Like what the fuck? He's a billionaire. Yeah. He could have he could have flown a jet over there himself. What the hell is he doing using 3 years old satellite imagery? Shit speed. Then like the shrinking and the smalling thing, like the evil bad guy has this tiny little like size of your thumb suit called like the the yellow jacket that he's transporting out. Like it is in a tiny glass case. They're in a helicopter. Suddenly, Paul Rudd turns around and the dude's in the suit. How the fuck did the suit get big? He didn't get in the suit first. It just it just appeared big. It makes no fucking sense, Dando. And it, I'm I'm swearing so much in this. But it really really bugged me that like it's just I feel like comic books, they're getting too cocky. They're getting to a point, and it was always going to happen where they just go, oh, we could, we could put an image of the Mona Lisa on screen for 90 minutes and someone will come and watch it. Like, it, it, or, you know, somebody probably would go and watch that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's, I, I feel like they're just passing on anything because they, they're a never-ending money machine. And when this model of filming blows up, it's going to absolutely screw studios because they're not losing... $20 million on a movie, they're going to lose $300 million on a movie and it'll bankrupt somebody. I feel there's too many comic movies now mm. to, to the point where comic book movies used to be cool because they were so unique. Yeah. Not unique, no, they are so... Not, not rare, but like... You, there was spectacle. Uncommon. They were there, uncommon. There was spectacle about them. You yeah. would go and you were going to see something in You're a like, comic book shit, movie. Holy shit, there's a Batman movie. Yeah. You know? you, you'd see something in that you'd never mm. seen before, but... Um, I was reading an article on Cracked that summarised this so perfectly, the way movies are going these days, is that they have no longevity because one, there's there's no character or soul being injected into them. And once the audience is immune to the spectacle, all that you're left with is a bunch of empty mouth breathers on the screen that no one gives a shit about. Yeah. yeah. It's particularly comic movies now. If it's the first one, you know it's going to be no good because nothing ever happens in the first one. Yeah. It's always, let's introduce the main character... And by the way, there's a sequel now. Come back two summers away from now yeah. and you'll actually see some fucking action. Yeah. Yeah. Just, we'll, and what? then there'll be a third one when we'll cram in too many characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Anyways, getting back to The Simpsons, our favourite moment. Is that what we're doing? From season one. Yes. Our favourite moment is a parody. It's a parody, I guess. Yeah. Of yeah. Officer and Gentleman. Yeah. It's from so good. one of your favourite episodes. Uh, what's it called? Life on the Fast Life Lane. Life on the Fast Lane. Where Marge is thinking of leaving Homer for Jacques, yeah. the French bowling instructor. Yeah. And thank goodness I drove down that ironic street. Yeah. <laughs> and then she decides to obviously stay with Homer. Yeah, surprises him at work. She surprises him at work and it's the music kicks in and yeah. Homer's like, You to see me, right? She's like, Of course. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, What do I tell the boss? Homer, what do I tell the boss? <laughs> it is dare I say it, it has to be at least the top three most feel good Simpsons moments of all time. Oh yeah. Not yeah. just season one. Yeah, no. Not even just the Simpsons. Like this is such a great moment for uh, me. There, there's no, there's not a human being alive that cannot watch that and just not feel some sort of feel. Yeah. Like, it just, and, it gets and, you at the and it's the perfect synergy of comedy and and emotion. Yeah, yeah. That, like the, just I won't be back for ten minutes. I think most men can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. You know what the other thing that I love about that though is is <laughs> the idea say someone's on a late shift and just happens to be driving through the car park and then one of his co-workers <laughs> is just going at it in the back Is it what, what time does she rock up because I think it's it seemed duskish it is so because he, he's a day shift worker isn't he yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it yeah. seemed like it was getting night didn't it yeah 
but I'm, I think it's just... like that's just the. It's one of those. Um, I kind of wanted to start filming some sketches of of, of the next scene after the end credits of movies, and that'd be a great one for that. Of, yeah, of just yeah, like some real clumsy kind of pouring at each other in the back seat, and maybe Mr. Burns drives past or something. <laughs> hey, like... Burnsy, it's a swell shindig. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just want to shake your hand. Anyway, so thanks for listening to this season one review. This is called the season one review. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's oh, good. Four finger discount. It's been fun. We appreciate you guys listening to the show. Look, I think it's been a really good start. And, and thank you so much to all the guys that have been regularly listening and contributing with some comments on Facebook. We're talking um, to you, Cormac. Yeah, Cormac. Uh, see, Cormac's getting to work on a star for us. Yes, he's working. Yeah, he's drawing he's, a picture he's of got us. an arts and crafts project going on. <laughs> oh, can't of, wait. Yeah, yeah. Hanging in the studio here. Yeah, it'll be cool. Um, or we should see if we can get it put in your driveway. We'll concrete it in. In the driveway? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like into the actual driveway. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah like yeah. it'll be our walk of fame yeah. at the front of the house. <laughs> I joked to Nicola the other I, day. I'm like, I should have... <laughs> to Nicola, because I was talking about how we had over a thousand downloads. I'm like, we should get a big sign at the front saying, home, I'll forfeit this Yeah. <laughs> Maybe um, we'll get your face and my face on like a big bed sheet and hang it from the garage saying, <laughs> too bad podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get, like, the, uh, the one on the right is Dando. I'm not sure the other one's name. <laughs> Nicola, what's the other one? I'm not getting involved, George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. And someone like rocks up with two cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Like, Do you have a son? <laughs> oh, the boys are here. Yeah. <laughs> it's Cormac and Cormac Jr. <laughs> anyway, so we're drunk. Thanks for listening to this season one review of Four Finger Discount. It's been fun. We can't wait to start season two. Apparently, I promised to do two episodes per week. I don't remember doing it. Oh, uh, yeah. I I remember you doing that. <laughs> I, I remember. That works. Like, when I you start doing two sit- per week, like you said you were, I'm like, I don't remember I remember doing sitting that. at home and, like, someone's, I, I get a message on my phone saying such and such liked your post. I'm like, oh, I wonder what that was. And then I look it up. Like, would you like to see more content? How about two a week? And I'm like, well, dude, <laughs> we didn't discuss this. <laughs> I don't remember doing it. We've got two this week. This yeah, is the second yeah, you got two this week. But um, I don't think we can get drunk every single week and eat pizza. I think I could. <laughs> I think I, I get drunk too. every single night and eat That's pizza. Right. Thanks for our official sponsors, The Simpsons Best Moments. Make sure you chuck them a like. Check out all the other stuff right here yep. on torrentthis.tv. Unless you're listening to this on some sort of podcast app of some sort, go to torrentthis.tv and check out all the content. Any final words, Mitch? Uh, no, guys. It's been it's been a nice journey so far. But um, look, the biggest thing is for season two, we're going to obviously we'll be back bigger and better. Uh, we won't be. We'll be exactly the same. Well, we, if we eat more pizza, we'll be bigger. That's true. Definitely bigger. Um, questionably better. But it, look, just get more people listening. Uh, that, more that's healthy, the that's thing. If thing. you enjoy this and you know people who are like The Simpsons, and of course you do, then get you know send them the link. Just go, hey, like just pester them. Pay them five bucks to listen to it. You know, <laughs> I would. Well, here's a bit of a tease for season two. Yeah, we have one of the head producers of The Simpsons is going to do it in an interview. Oh, has that come in? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Definitely going to be happening. We're not going to have to edit this out. No, in like two weeks time. Nope, 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 nope. That's shit hot. That's so fucking exciting. We've been waiting for that for weeks. A, it's a woman. Yeah, she inboxed me either this, was this morning at work or yesterday at work. Yep, and she's saying, "Hey, don't worry, I haven't forgotten about your podcast. I will yep. be doing it. I had a car accident last week, so I've been bedridden oh, all week. No good. So I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah." But like, I was, well, like, get well. No, that's that's amazing. I, I'm so excited for that. I feel like that's going to be when we go genuine. Yeah. Like, like when that happens, st- doors will part. We'll be invited to Hollywood. Um, we'll probably get jobs out of this. <laughs> hopefully hopefully yeah. so. Yeah. How awesome would that be if Harry's like, fuck, if she's on the podcast. I want to be on the podcast. Yeah, I know. It would be amazing. <laughs> um, I mean, but it's like, do Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> do birds again. <laughs> do do Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> now do Classical Gas. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you guys for season two. See you guys. Shh.